And welcome to another episode of If You Don't Like That. And it is brought to you by New Works Plumbing of Sacramento. Locally owned for over 20 years, New Works has a fix for you. For your plumbing needs and repairs, just go to newworksplumbing.com, N-E-W-W-R-X-Plumbing.com. And remember, if you have an emergency in the middle of the night, no problem. New Works will be there with their 24-7 service. That's newworksplumbing.com, N-E-W. WRXplumbing.com for all of your plumbing needs and repairs. It does not seem to matter in the United States whether something is fact or fiction, whether you slander an innocent person, ruin an innocent person's life, tarnish their legacy, make up things. It seems to be commonly accepted now in the United States. And my question is, why? What happened to the ethics and the morals of this country. It was on full display this week at ESPN's annual ESPY Awards when the company presented the U.S. women's soccer team with the Arthur Ashe Courage Award for its equal pay dispute to be compensated with the men's team. Okay? First of all, that's worthy of the Arthur Ashe Courage Award? Well, we'll leave that for another show. During the presentation to the women's soccer team, they ran a clip of former ESPN host, now a Fox News host, Will Kane. The clip was from 2019, and the clip that ESPN ran echoed these words from Kane. Quote, I think equal pay is a ridiculous concept in and of itself. Soccer, for better or worse, On the men's side, across this globe is much more popular than women's. That's what ESPN showed to a national television audience this week. Here's what Will Kane actually said back on ESPN in 2019. Why it's like this. Mm. Now, there's two things, first of all. When you talk about, as Trevor Scales just laid out, the bonus difference between the men's team and the women's team, between what a winner, if it had been the U.S. men, would get in the World Cup and the women. The women got a pool or got paid out from a pool of $30 million from the Women's World Cup. The men would draw from a pool of $400 million, okay? $400 million, $30 million. Why is that? It's because the Men's World Cup generates $6 billion in revenue. Mm -hmm. The Women's World Cup generates $131 million in revenue. If you want to talk about pay disparity, the Women's World Cup players get paid out 20% of the total revenue. The men get paid out 7%. As a percentage point, they are getting much more. The problem is, for anybody desiring equal pay, and by the way, I think equal pay is a ridiculous concept in and of itself. If the women generate more revenue, they should get paid more than the men. Don't strive for getting the same. Strive for getting what you're worth. And if you're worth more, then get more. And so what I'm saying to you right now is soccer, for better or worse, on the men's side, across this globe, is much more popular than women's soccer. The women's game had higher ratings than the men's, though. So what do you say to that? 
Charlie, that's in yeah, the United that States. That yeah, was in the U.S. And that's comparing a women's World Cup final that featured the United States against a men's World Cup final in the United States that didn't feature the U.S. But team. How about that? How about ESPN completely changing the essence of what Will Kane actually said with editing? How about that? And that's okay. It's okay for our major sports network to just rip an individual to shreds and make him look that bad for something that he did not say. There's no recourse. There aren't many people that are outraged. I mean, it's ridiculous. ESPN is ridiculous. ESPN is a disgrace. I don't think anybody, though, can say it or write it better than Phil Mushnick of the New York Post. This was from yesterday's New York Post, an excerpt from Mushnick's column. Venus Williams, 43, carried on the family tradition of acting like a self-entitled brat when she refused to shake the hand of the chair ump after her first round loss at Wimbledon. Seems Williams was upset by a call that did not go her way. Thus, she considered herself the victim of a grave injustice. Williams is very selective in applying her sense of justice. She avoided the grave injustice suffered by Doug Adler when ESPN fired him for praising her guerrilla tactics that a reckless New York Times correspondent claimed was abject racism as if Adler, for no reason, suddenly called Williams a guerrilla. Venus knew what Adler said and meant, knew it held zero racial context. And as a Nike rep, she knew that Nike had produced at least two ad campaigns featuring its tennis stars playing guerrilla tennis, G-U-E. But she allowed Adler to be destroyed with, I only pay attention and address situations that are noteworthy. That was an actual quote, by the way, from Venus Williams. Mushnick goes on and writes, and I suppose it doesn't matter to her or ESPN that Adler volunteered his time and expertise to instruct poor black kids in tennis during his annual trips to Washington to call WTA matches. He lost that gig too after the Times and ESPN branded him a racist. Williams, as did the frightened media and all of tennis, allowed Adler to be destroyed by a hideous and obvious lie. But at this Wimbledon, Williams demonstrated her disgust with a perceived injustice that had befallen her. By the way, with the Times' surrender of its sports section to a subcontractor, any chance that it will ever do right by Adler? Ever even note that it played a role in the life sentence of an innocent man is gone. No one does it better than Mush of the New York Post. ESPN is such a disgrace. They have become an embarrassment. Whether you want to call them woke, you want to call them hypocrites, the king of double standards, and we can go on and on. How do you air a video of Will Cain and completely change the essence of what he said and just think that is fine? No ifs, ands, or buts about it. You know, I, I, I don't get it. I, I do not understand that. How do you allow an innocent person, career, legacy, like Doug Adler, to be flushed down the toilet when everyone knew exactly what he meant by saying guerrilla 
tactics with Gorilla Tennis. Back in January of 2021, I had Doug Adler on my podcast. Let's now go back and refresh our memory to some of the things that he had to say about being fired by ESPN. Martin Luther King once said, in the end, we will not remember the words of our enemies, but the silence of our friends. Do you have any friends that let you down? Couple. Yeah. Not too many, but you definitely do learn who your friends are in a time of crisis. And I would say I was let down most by the folks that I had worked with over the past 15 years because they were the ones that not only continually hired me and talked me up for working the biggest jobs in the world, but also my commentator friends that never questioned who I was as as an individual, but didn't have the balls to step forward. Other than, like I said, like one or two guys actually said something to the press. But the actual big name guys, the ones that everybody knows, men or women, they, they just were silent. And all I learned from that, Grant, I don't ever have to speak to them ever again. Good for you. And the silence of even the Williams sisters. Everyone talks about seeing something go wrong and not being silent and doing something or saying something about it. That applies to everyone. Amen. Well, that was, again, in January of 2021. How spot on was that by Doug Adler? And how often have I talked about that very topic here on my podcast, my daily shows, so on and so forth? Another great quote by MLK Jr. Our lives begin to end the day we remain silent about things that matter. Why is it that John McEnroe remains silent? Why is it that Martina Navratilova remains silent? Why was it that Chris Evert remained silent? They all knew what guerrilla tennis was. As Phil Mushnick pointed out in his column in yesterday's New York Post, Nike had an ad campaign. Matter of fact, they had Pete Sampras and Andre Agassi playing on a makeshift court in front of the Plaza Hotel in New York City. Gorilla tennis. Everyone knew what Doug Adler meant in the tennis community. Venus Williams didn't want to address it. Wasn't it important enough for her? Really, Venus? The life of an individual and his career didn't matter to you? It wasn't worth anything to you? You have no problem going to sleep at night, putting your head on the pillow, knowing full well that you could have just said, you know what, this is ridiculous. Doug Adler was talking about guerrilla tennis, G-U-E-R. It had no racial connotation in any way, shape, or form. Get off his back. It's all you had to say. But no, instead, Venus Williams did not want to be bothered by it. I read the quote 
from Phil Mushnick. Did not want to be bothered by it. Did not want to stick up for an innocent man. Let the man rot. Let the man not work his career anymore. Let him just twist in the wind. Again, quote from Venus Williams. I only pay attention and address situations that are noteworthy. End quote. The life and career of a innocent man, I guess, is not noteworthy to Venus Williams. I'm so happy that Phil pointed out the charity work that Doug did annually in Washington, D.C. I know what that's like. doesn't really matter when you are canceled in the United States, when you are attacked. It doesn't really matter what you've done. doesn't matter if you had a foundation and you've sent over 100 at need, underprivileged, mostly minority students to college. doesn't matter. doesn't matter if you are a tennis commentator and in the summer you volunteer your time and expertise to instruct poor black kids in tennis during, again, the annual trip to the nation's capital to call the WTA matches. doesn't matter. Nope. You're a racist. Doug Adler, you're a racist. Grant Napier, you're a racist. Glenn Kuyper, you're a racist because you fumbled the word Negro when talking about the Negro Leagues Museum that you spent half the day at before you went on the air. Nope. You're a racist. We're going to do an investigation. And not only are we going to do an investigation, NBC Sports California, but we're going to put in our release that upon our investigation, we found some other things, basically. So what they did is they just raked him right over the coals. Did you see the analyst, Dallas Braden, stick up for Glenn Kuyper? I didn't. We can go on and on with this. I get back to the premise of this podcast. What the hell has happened to this country? Seriously. What's going on in this country? How is it that we can just not give a damn that ESPN smeared Will Kane? And I don't give a damn whether you like Will Kane or not. I don't care. That's not even relevant in this conversation. They destroyed him. Destroyed him. And who's the one that ends up really looking bad here? Well, you can look at this from both point of views. ESPN has been called out by some, but not by enough. Everyone should be outraged that ESPN, during their national award show, would take a soundbite and cut out the important parts and completely change the context of what Will Kane said. But other than OutKick and other than Fox News, Kane's current employer, crickets. Crickets across the board. Why is that? Why is it that Phil Mushnick is the only one over the last six years that continually defends Doug Adler? Nobody else. Nobody else. Phil Mushnick, the only one that will not turn his head. 
about things that matter. Think about that for a minute. A columnist for the New York Post, arguably the best columnist in the city, if you want to really get right down to it, is the only one that continues to defend an innocent man whose career ended with a screeching halt for doing absolutely nothing wrong. And I'm not even going to talk about my career and the situation that I went through because you already know about it. Again, our lives begin to end the day we remain silent about things that matter. If you're one of those people that have a voice and you don't use it and you allow innocent people to be destroyed, then you should be ashamed of yourself. You really should. And as far as ESPN goes, in a word, disgraceful. All right, let's move on to our CrowdUltra Q&A. Just go to CrowdUltra.com, and maybe I'll answer your question on next week's podcast. Russell asked, would you assume that Shohei Otani plays for another team next season? You know, after what happened at the All-Star game and some of the comments that were coming out of Seattle, I'm going to say yes. I've changed my mind a little bit on this, but I'm going to say yes, he will be on another team next year. Kevin asks, what do you think about adding a few seconds to the pitch clock in the postseason like players have suggested? So you want to play 162 games by one rule and then change it? In the playoffs? No, I'm not a fan of that. Keep it the way it is. Trevor asked, do you find the NBA dunk contest or MLB home run derby more entertaining? Well, the NBA dunk contest has become an absolute farce. It's a joke. So for that reason, I will take the home run derby, but I'm not really enamored by that too much. But the NBA dunk contest, in my opinion, has pretty much become unwatchable. I mean, you had a G League player win the dunk contest this past year. Come on now. Dave asked, will you watch any of the Women's World Cup? I will not. Megan Rapino has completely ruined soccer for me from a women's perspective. I won't have anything to do with the Women's World Cup team. And I know she's retired, but I'm, I, it's left an awful taste in my mouth. So, no, I will not watch a second of it. Adam wants to know, how do you think hard knocks is going to turn out with the Jets being forced to do it? No difference. I mean, you won't know the difference. Uh, The Jets will cooperate. They'll do what they have to do. And you as the viewer, I don't think you're going to really notice any difference. I'd be surprised. Derek wants to know, what type of role do you think CP3 is going to have? Prominent. I mean, they didn't get him to sit on the bench. I don't know if he'll start, whether he'll come off the bench. But as long as he's healthy, I think he'll have a prominent role. I really do. Go to CrowdUltra.com. And again, maybe I'll answer your question on next week's podcast. It's time for Brent's Rant. And today's rant is brought to you by Bennett's Restaurants, Roseville, Sacramento, and soon coming to the Blue Oaks Town Center in Rockland. That's right, in Rockland. It's right around the corner, and I was there a couple of weeks ago. Brian Bennett gave me a tour. It is awesome. Bennett's Restaurants, prime seafood and steak, over 50 different types of wine available by the glass. Get down there this weekend for their outstanding brunch, the prime rib. It's great. Bennett'sRestaurants.com. Speaking of hard knocks, a question that I just answered. You know, it's really unfortunate that Robert Sala, the head coach of the Jets, last month came out and said, point blank, we don't want to be on hard knocks. Then Aaron Rodgers this week 
at the Celebrity Golf Tournament, and Lake Tahoe was asked about it. And he said, you know, they basically shoved it down our throats. Well, the NFL did assign the Jets. Salah doesn't seem too pleased. Rodgers doesn't seem too pleased. Bottom line is that the reason why coaches and players make so much money, the fans and television. What draws fans to TV? Getting an inside look. I mean, look at what's going on right now with Netflix and then the series quarterback. It's awesome. You know, I've watched the first couple of episodes. Checking out Patrick Mahomes, Marcus Mariota, Kirk Cousins from last year. Access in their homes, traveling, in the locker room, everything else. That's the age we're living in. 2023, Hard Knocks is an incredibly successful, large viewership each and every summer at NFL training camps. Get on board with it. Deal with it, okay? Market your sport. Yeah, I know the NFL is king in the United States, but don't be turning people off by acting like you're disgusted because HBO is going to be watching you and having cameras and microphones around. They're not going to embarrass you. They're not going to put anything on HBO that will be embarrassing for you or the franchise. So as a player or a coach, freaking deal with it. Would you please market your darn sport? And that's my rant for today. That's my podcast for today. Hope you have a fabulous weekend. And thank you so much for listening to If You Don't Like That. So long, everybody.